0: hello and welcome back to the fantasy playmakers what's up guys for today's video i'm gonna be doing another mock draft using the fantasy pros draft wizard and this is going to be a 10 team league it's going to be ppr scoring we're going to be drafting from the number one slot and the roster construction is going to be one quarterback two running backs two wide receivers one tight end one flex and then a defense kicker and six bench slots. This is the first mock draft I've done where I've actually done a kicker and defense. It's not gonna change a ton, but we are getting close to the season. So I think this is a good time to kind of start throwing those positions in there as well. And if you guys enjoy this video, please just make sure you leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Then also down below in the comment section, just let me know how you think this draft turns out. So we have the first pick of the draft, which means that we can go with any player we want to. And I think the number one Overall player is pretty clear. It has got to be Christian McCaffrey. Even though, you know, he only played in three games last season, you know, suffered some injuries, I still think he just has the highest ceiling of any running back by far. I mean, if you look at his stat lines from 2018 and 2019, over a thousand rushing yards in both of those seasons, almost 900 receiving yards in 2018, over a thousand receiving yards in 2019. 14 touchdowns in 2018, 19 in 2019. He just has the perfect combination of rushing and receiving upside. He's gonna get an insane amount of volume in the receiving game. Look at these reception numbers over three years, 80 receptions, 107 receptions, then 116 receptions. In PPR scoring, the man is just a monster. I mean, really in any format, but especially PPR, because he could legitimately go out there and get you like eight receptions a game. And so he is my clear number one, and he is going to be our pick here. So after Christian McCaffrey came off the board, we saw the end of the first round and almost the entire second round. The first round was dominated by running backs. We saw Dalvin Cook, Kamara, Elliott, Aaron Jones, and Derrick Henry go off from the 102 to the 106 then deandre hopkins was the sole wide receiver that went in the first round at the 107 travis kelsey at the 108 and then saquon and jonathan taylor to finish out the first round and then the second round was much more mixed between running backs and wide receivers but you did have a quarterback thrown in there patrick mahomes being drafted at the 208 i really think that is terrible value i'm not going to be taking a quarterback in the second or even really the third round even though Patrick Mahomes likely is going to be going, you know, maybe end of the third, early fourth, it's just not something that I'm going to be doing this season with all the value at quarterback. But I definitely wouldn't be surprised if you see this in some of your leagues, especially if they're not super competitive. You know, some people really like going quarterback super early. And so I think that's definitely a reasonable pick that you guys could be seeing in your drafts this year. But here are all the other players that are available. So some very solid options at running back and wide receiver got running backs antonio gibson clyde edwards allaire at wide receiver you've got dk metcalf justin jefferson keenan allen we could actually look darren waller's direction with this pick i don't think that'd be terrible value but i do just like some of these running backs on the board a little bit more i'm definitely getting at least one running back because we're going to have back to back picks here i need one running back because i need at least two solid starters and i don't know if we're going to have a top option fall to us in the fourth or fifth rounds. So we've got to get at least one. Really the question here for me is, do I go back to back running backs? Do I get Antonio Gibson and CEH just start off my lineup with three workhorses? That's honestly sounding like a very appealing option. The thing is the fantasy pros draft wizard, I think goes a little bit heavy on wide receivers. What I mean by that is that some of the running backs tend to fall. Guys like Miles Gaskin or Mike Davis, I think, go much later on this draft simulator than they would in real drafts. And so, you know, if I wanted to kind of game the system, I could probably take one running back and then scoop one of those guys up the fourth, fifth, sixth round. But if I'm doing this like a real, real draft, I would probably just take the value and go with Antonio Gibson and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think they're both solid mid second round draft picks. So to be able to get them at the end of the second, start of the third is very solid value. So with our second round pick, let's just go Antonio Gibson. He's gonna be the workhorse of this Washington football team offense. They should have some more touchdown upside. He's gonna be the established starter for the entire season. So feel very solid with him as my RB2. And then right after him, since we have the next pick, we can go with CEH, a guy who busted last year, but I think is gonna have a major bounce back season this year. He should be given that workhorse role. And on that Chiefs offense, that is just gonna be so valuable. So right now we have three just very solid running backs. All right, so the third and fourth rounds, I think went pretty similar to what you see in normal drafts. The first two rounds are pretty running back dominant. And then you see the third round, a lot of wide receivers come off. Same thing with the fourth. You have those second tier tight ends sprinkled in there with Darren Waller and George Kittle. One quarterback, Josh Allen. And then you also have some running backs thrown in there. Dobbins, Montgomery, Swift, Miles Sanders. But it is our pick here at the 410. And like I mentioned, there is going to be some value at the running back position because you have guys like Chris Carson who hasn't come off the board. I mean, at the 410, the value is just insane there but we do already have three running backs, so we're not gonna go with that position. We could go quarterback here, but I'm looking at this wide receiver group. One player is just majorly sticking out to me. Amari Cooper has to be one of those picks. There is no question about it. I still think he's a lower tier wide receiver one and so to be able to get him at the end of the fourth round in my opinion the value is too good to pass up so he's definitely going to be our first pick here i mean his ceiling is just crazy this season i think he could really put up his best numbers of his career now that he's going to this dallas cowboys offense with dak prescott hopefully being healthy for the entire season he's going to have a major year and like i mentioned earlier Chris Carson I think is the best overall player here, but we're just not gonna go in that direction because we do have those three running backs. I think we look at the wide receiver position again. It's too early to go running back, not looking at Hawkinson, Andrews, or Pitts at this spot but we do still have some quality wide receivers. I'm probably narrowing in on like three guys with this pick. You have DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, and Deontay Johnson. I think all these players are viable options, but I'm just gonna be leaning towards Cooper Cup because I am a big fan of this Rams offense. I think bringing in Matthew Stafford is just gonna elevate this offense even more. It definitely hurts that Cam Akers is going down, but that could just mean more opportunities for Cooper Cup. He definitely did not have the best season last year, but a lot of that was just due to him getting unlucky with touchdowns. You know, scoring three touchdowns in 15 games when you're getting, you know, 124 targets, catching 92 passes, that is just very unlucky. This team is gonna have way more touchdown upside this year. And so I feel really solid with him as my wide receiver two on this team. The end of the fifth round was another round that was super dominated by wide receivers. We saw eight wide receivers come off the board and then two running backs thrown in there with Chris Carson and Josh Jacobs. The sixth round was all wide receivers, quarterbacks, or tight ends, no running backs went off the board. So we saw Kyler, A-Rod, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott all come off. I would have been interested in going after any of those guys at this range, but now they're off the board. And then we had Ayuke and Galladay were the receivers. And then the three kind of second tier tight ends came off back to back to back with Hawkinson going, then Pitts, then Mark Andrews. So we are up here at the 610. So far in our lineup, we have three running backs, two wide receivers. So we could look quarterback if there is, you know, any more value at this spot. We could look tight end, but probably not because those top six guys are off the board. And now that they're gone, I'm probably gonna wait. Wide receiver is always still an option, you know, get our wide receiver three. But if I'm looking at the options, this Juju, Odell, Cortland Sutton range. Not a huge fan of it. Quarterbacks, we got Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. My top guy here would be Herbert, but I do think it's a little bit of a reach. You know, I don't think he's within a few picks of value with Lamar Jackson. And we saw Lamar Jackson just go less than half a round ago. And even though it hurts, you know, to draft a running back and maybe put him on our bench, because we already do have three guys. Miles Gaskin in the sixth round is really just not fair. If he's able to fully take over the workhorse role of this Miami Dolphins offense, he has legit like RB1 upside. I mean, even last season on a points per game basis, he was an RB1 and that was with him, you know, not even having the starting job to start off the year. So even though he doesn't have a spot in my starting lineup right now, the value is just too good to pass up. And he's definitely a guy that could be a trade asset you know, more likely I would probably trade an Antonio Gibson or a Clyde Edwards Alaire because it seems like, you know, the people in this league are not valuing Gaskin. So he's going to be our RB4. And what kind of is nice about this pick is we basically don't have to worry about the running back position for a long time. If I wanted to be really greedy, I could just go out and get Mike Davis because I do think the value is crazy with him too. But I'm not, you know, four running backs right now is solid. So I'd be looking at quarterback. Or wide receiver. This is a pretty tough call. I did talk about, you know, how I didn't think Herbert was within a few picks of value with Lamar, but I do think that's also because Lamar was picked late. Like I think Lamar has a lot more value than where he was drafted. So going Justin Herbert here in the seventh round is really not a bad pick. And I do think I like him more than these other wide receivers. Juju, I mean, he's going to put up solid numbers at the end of the season, but he really just doesn't seem to have any ceiling on this Pittsburgh offense. Odell, I'm just not buying into him again. We've seen a full season of him in this Browns offense, and that was even before they were as run heavy as they were last year. So I just don't think he's going to have the opportunities. Sutton, love the player. I'm just not buying into this Denver Broncos offense. I think him and Judy are both a little bit overrated this season, not in terms of their ability, but just in terms of what they're going to be able to do on this team. So I think I will go with Justin Herbert on this pick. That would leave us with only the tight end position, you know, as core players in our starting lineup. Obviously we still have defense and kicker, but Justin Herbert, I think he's going to have another big season, a very top tier rookie QB season out of him last year. And if he can build on it, I mean, he's going to be a locked in, you know, mid to high end quarterback one. Once again, a ton of picks were made after our 701 selection. So to finish out the seventh round, another round that was very wide receiver and QB dominant. We actually saw the same teams that went on that tight end run go with quarterbacks, Stafford, Wilson, and Hurts going back to back to back. Then the eighth round, a split between wide receivers and running backs, which leads into our pick at the 8-10 Right now we have Justin Herbert at quarterback, McCaffrey, Gibson, and CEH as running backs in our starting lineup, Amari Cooper and Cup at wide receiver, and then Miles Gaskin on our bench. Still too early in my mind to go tight end. We're not going to be looking at quarterback, you know, maybe until the last round, there's some solid value. Not going to be looking at running back. So wide receiver is really where we have to lock in here. And in all honesty, it's probably gonna be two of these players from the wide receiver list because we do have those back-to-back picks. And I just don't think there's a ton of value anywhere else. So if we're looking at the top guys in terms of fantasy pros rankings, we have Tyler Boyd, Jerry Judy, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Jarvis Landry, Curtis Samuel, LaVisca, AB. I'm just gonna run through and quickly give my thoughts on each of those guys. Tyler Boyd could be a solid volume guy, but I just don't see any ceiling with him this year. Now that you have Higgins and Jamar Chase in that room, I think he's a volume option at best. Probably not gonna have a lot of touchdown upside. So not someone I really wanna feel comfortable with as my wide receiver three. Next guy, Jerry Judy. A lot of similar things with Cortland Sutton. I think he is definitely the inferior player to Corlin Sutton. And so if I'm not confident that Cortland Sutton can get enough work in this offense, I'm definitely not confident in Jerry Judy. So that's a hard pass there. Brandon Cooks, I actually really like him this year. He is gonna be the wide receiver one on this Texans team. And yes, the Texans are gonna be terrible. The offense is gonna be trash. But Cooks is a guy who can be a volume player and a big play guy. So he will have some touchdown upside, but could also command, you know, like six to eight targets a game, which would be very solid for fantasy. So he's a guy I definitely have my eye on in this range. For Will Fuller, he definitely has the talent. I just don't know how I feel about this situation. I don't think he's a great fit, for Tua, you already have guys like Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddle there. You know, I don't think Devontae Parker is gonna have a very solid year this year, but I think Jalen Waddle is much more suited to fit kind of Tua's play style. So Will Fuller last year finished as a wide receiver one in points per game, and he could be a solid pick here. I'm just not super confident that he's gonna gel well in this offense. Jarvis Landry you no, know, is a kind of a safe guy, definitely more of a floor play. I do think he's a better fantasy option when Odell is on the field just cuz it takes some pressure off of him. I mean, if you look at 2019 in 16 games, 1174 receiving yards, 6 receiving touchdowns. That's a much better stat line than his 2020 year when Odell Beckham was out, but that was also before they went with this super run heavy approach. So I'm probably going to continue to stay away from those Cleveland Browns weapons. Next up, Curtis Samuel. I've targeted him in a lot of these drafts, and I think he's another guy I could consider. Laviska has been impressing in training camp, but I am just a little bit concerned that there's too many weapons on this Jaguars offense. It's something I've talked about at least a couple of times. There's just so many cooks in the kitchen there. I'm just not sure that anyone's gonna break out and really be like the top dog and have super relevant fantasy production. Then the last guy, Antonio Brown, one of my favorite targets, especially going this late in drafts. So I think these two picks are between Cooks, maybe Will Fuller tossed in there, maybe. Curtis Samuel and AB. And as I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna go with some of the more veteran players. Brandon Cooks, I really like his upside as a wide receiver one on this team. If you're looking at the other guys available, you're not gonna see a lot of wide receiver ones going this late, especially guys who have the track record of Brandon Cooks. I mean, over a thousand receiving yards in 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, and 2020. So he's gonna be our wide receiver three. Then with our second pick, I think I'm gonna roll with Antonio Brown. Curtis Samuel has been dealing with COVID and it kind of seems like it has hit him hard. And that's also pretty unfortunate because he is new to this Washington football team offense. So that's probably gonna hurt, you know, how well he's able to gel and, you know, truly get involved. So I'm just gonna go with the safer guy that I've been targeting a lot. Antonio Brown. I think he's undervalued. I've gone through this spiel a ton. So he's going to be the second pick of this turn and my wide receiver four. The ninth and 10th rounds were dominated by wide receivers and running backs, almost an even split. And then one defense thrown in there at the 908. Very strange pick, but you know, I wouldn't be shocked if that happened in some of your home leagues. They went with the Bucks. solid pick for a defense, but far, far too early. I'm someone who's probably gonna pick defense in the very last round just because I really like streaming them. I actually think that kickers are much more valuable, so I'd rather draft a kicker than I would draft a defense just because I do stream them, like I mentioned. Looking at the guys available, we still need a tight end, and I don't think this would be a bad spot to go out and get someone like Robert Tanyan, maybe Dallas Goddard, quarterbacks there are some solid options still on the board with Tannehill and brady but you know we do have justin herbert locked in so we may want to wait a few rounds and if they're still on the board then maybe snipe them for some of that value running backs we have four solid guys damian harris on the board not a bad pick but i am kind of buying more into cam newton which in turn makes me less interested in damian harris because cam really likes to vulture those goal line carries wide receiver is another spot we could go Corey Davis, Michael Gallup, Devontae Parker, Marvin Jones, we're kind of in this range. And so I'm not really loving the value at any of these slots. So this may be the right time to just snag our starting tight end. And it would be between Dallas Goddard and Robert Tanyan, in my opinion. I think if Zach Ertz has been traded, then it probably is Dallas Goddard. But I think you know him just still being in the building just leads a lot of uncertainty with Dallas Goddard. So I'm just gonna go with the safer guy in Robert Tanyan. Yes, he was super touchdown dependent last season. I mean, do I think his touchdowns are going to regress? Probably, but he also was still very involved. 59 targets, catching 52 of those targets. That's insane. That just shows how efficient, you know, Rodgers was when he was targeting him, and so he's probably going to go back to the well. And even if he does regress in the touchdown department, you're still getting a top target on what's gonna be one of the best offenses in the NFL. So with this second pick of the turn, we probably wanna look wide receiver again. We do have four, but I think it's much thinner than our running back room is. So looking at the wide receivers right now, I don't really like this first kind of chunk of guys. I think these are players who have kind of had the opportunity and not done a ton with it. Corey Davis had a very solid season last year, but he's going into this crowded New York Jets wide receiver room on an offense that I don't think is going to be effective. So not really interested in him. Michael Gallup, I think I'm lower on Gallup than a lot of people. Obviously, if an injury occurs to Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb, then he steps in and probably has wide receiver two value right away. But I'm not really trying to bank on an injury. Devontae Parker, I think he's going to be pretty phased out of this offense, at least fantasy-wise. Marvin Jones, honestly not a bad pick this late, but I do think Chark and LaVisca seemingly have had solid training camps. So maybe none of those guys truly break out. Marquise Brown, not really been a fan. Kind of why I really like Rashad Bateman this season. And we could go with Bateman on this pick. It may just be a little too early. I think the pick right now is Cole Beasley. Obviously, he's not the most popular guy right now. There's some concerns that maybe the Bills will release him because of all his anti-vax stuff. Personally, I don't think it's likely. He is Josh Allen's safety blanket. Last two seasons, 100 targets in both of those years, and just always finishes ahead of his ADP. So he is going to be my pick here to be my wide receiver five and a very safe one at that. Similar to the past few rounds, the end of the 11th, once again, wide receiver and running back dominated and pretty split. And then the 12th round, we just saw a ton of tight ends come off the board. Good thing we got Robert Tanyan in that last turn. Fant, Goddard, Thomas, Henry, Higby, Gaseki and Irv Smith all came off the board in the 12th round with Henry Ruggs and A.J. Dillon you know, just scattered in there. So it's our pick at the 12-10. And we have our entire starting lineup filled out. Obviously, besides the defense and kicker, those are gonna be the last two picks. I'm honestly tempted right now to go out and snag Ryan Tannehill or Tom Brady with this pick. Just because if you look at every other position, running back, there's just not a lot of high upside guys. And I do just feel very confident with the ones that I already have on my team. Wide receiver, same kind of thing. You're looking at the same guys. There are some solid sleepers, but I do like, you know, Cooper, Cup, Cooks, Brown, Beasley. I feel like that's a pretty safe unit. So I'm gonna go out and snag Tom Brady. Obviously, these quarterbacks fell because it is a 10-team league and no team has gone out and gotten their backup. But Justin Herbert, probably a mid-tier quarterback one. So there could definitely be some weeks where I throw Tom Brady in there in a favorable matchup. And he could also be a very solid trade asset for me if one of these you know top quarterbacks go down and a team needs to make a move. With this second pick of the turn, we're basically picking our last bench slot because we're gonna save defense and kicker for our last two picks. So right now, just the overall layout of our team, we have two quarterbacks, five wide receivers and four running backs. So it may be advantageous for us to go out and snag an RB. We could go out and snag a handcuff, but none of these guys really have locked in backups. You know, McCaffrey, is it Chuba Hubbard? We really just don't know. Antonio Gibson, you could say, you know, go out, get JD McKissick. But the thing is, is that if Antonio Gibson goes down, I don't think that automatically means that McKissick is going to step in and get all these carries. I think he kind of has his role very established as a receiving back. And then same thing for CEH, you know, we could get Daryl Williams, but that still doesn't really seem like a locked in backup. It's not like Zeke and Tony Pollard or Kamara and Latavius Murray. Just not that simple with my running backs. So I'm just going to kind of run through these names. you got Naheem Hines, Jamal Williams, Devin Singletary, Tony Pollard, Latavius Murray, JD McKissick. I honestly don't think JD McKissick would be a terrible pick just because he is kind of a handcuff, you know, not a perfect one, but you know, still a backup running back to one of our top RBs. I do think he's going to see far less upside in the receiving game this year. Just because Alex Smith is not even comparable to Ryan Fitzpatrick when you talk about their play styles. Alex Smith was just consistently dumping the ball off. That is not how Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to play. Some of these other guys I'm considering, you know, maybe just one or two Jamal Williams and Devin Singletary. I could lean Singletary here. I just don't think he should be going so much later than Zach Moss. Do I like either of them as players? Not really, but someone's going to need to lead this Bills backfield. And I understand that Zach Moss may be the favorite, but I don't think he's the clear cut favorite and automatically going to be the number one. So we could go with a higher upside play, but since our running back room is so stacked with McCaffrey, Gibson, CEH, and Miles Gaskin, why don't we just kind of take the safe pick and get JD McKissick to fill out our last bench slot. And then with our last two picks, we'll just be looking at kicker and defense. To finish out the 13th round, we saw every position come off the board, running back, wide receiver, tight end, some quarterbacks thrown in there. And then in the 14th round, it seems like the majority of teams are electing to draft a defense before a kicker. Two teams did go with kickers in Youngho Ku and Justin Tucker. I believe I mentioned this earlier, but I would rather target a kicker first Cause I like to stream defenses kicker. You can basically keep the guy the entire season defenses. Even if you have a top defense, if you're going up against, you know, one of the best offenses in the NFL, it's still probably not going to be a matchup you're super confident going with. So I'd rather just snag a team off of waivers. So I'm going to be looking at the kicker position. I think Harrison Butker is probably going to be the guy here. I believe he did have a down season, Sorry, I'm not 100% locked in on the kicker finishes. Okay, yeah, so last season was the 13th overall kicker, way down from his number one finish in 2019. And then it was the seventh and fifth finisher in 2017 and 2018. But when I'm looking for a kicker, I'm just looking for a guy who's in a super high scoring offense, gonna have a lot of opportunities. And Harrison Bucker is definitely one of those guys. Same thing with Greg Zerline, honestly, with the Cowboys another solid option here. He had a nice season last year, finishes the fifth kicker. I'm just going to go with Bucker. I had him two years ago when he was, you know, that number one finisher and he clutched up for me in a lot of weeks. Just kind of have a little bit of an attachment there and he's going to be the guy I'm going with. And then for our last pick of the draft, we're looking at defenses. The ones that are available right now, it's the Patriots, Bills, Chiefs, Saints, Browns wouldn't be a bad pick. I honestly think I'm just gonna roll with the Fantasy Pro's top ranked defense that's left and that's the Patriots. They were still a pretty locked down D last season and that was with opt-outs and then they also made some key moves this off season. And so I think they're a solid pick. And like I mentioned, I'm probably not gonna have them, you know, maybe past the first few weeks. All right, so honestly, I don't know what just happened. My computer tweaked and it ended up basically sending me back to the mock draft simulator, and I can't exactly get back to where I was in the draft. Luckily, I was almost finished, so I believe I was just talking about how I was gonna pick the Patriots as my defense, and that was the last pick of the draft. So I'm gonna project what my final roster is right now, and I'm just gonna run through it. At quarterback, we have Justin Herbert, running backs, Christian McCaffrey and Antonio Gibson, wide receivers, Amari Cooper and Cooper Cup. Then at flex, we have CEH, Robert Tanyan at tight end, Patriots at defense, Butker as the kicker. And then the bench is Miles Gaskin, Brandon Cooks, Antonio Brown, Cole Beasley, Tom Brady, and JD McKissick. So just to break it down by position, at quarterback, Justin Herbert, solid mid-tier quarterback one. Tom Brady, I also think is a mid-tier QB one, so very solid and have some depth at that position. Running backs, really just top, top tier Christian McCaffrey, top overall running back, Antonio Gibson, lower end RB1, CEH, very high end RB2, our wide receivers, probably our weaker spot, but definitely still very solid. Cooper, lower end wide receiver one, Cup mid tier wide receiver two, Brandon Cooks and AB, I think are going to be wide receiver threes, you know, almost at their floor this season. And then Beasley, a very solid wide receiver five. Tight end is probably our weakest spot overall with Robert Tanyan. He may finish, you know, as a mid-tier tight end one, but I think we all know if you're not one of those top guys, you just don't have a ton of value because basically from like tight end six or seven to like tight end 18, they're all gonna be separated by like half a point to a point. So it really doesn't make a huge difference. And then, you know, solid kicker Harrison Bucker, and you know, a decent defense with the Patriots, which is something I'm probably gonna end up streaming throughout the season anyway. So that is gonna wrap it up for this mock. Sorry that the computer messed up and you know, kind of deleted my team, but you guys still got the rundown. If you enjoy the content, please leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Then let me know how you think this mock draft turned out. Thank you guys for stopping by, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.